Hello and welcome to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast presented to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. And today's episode, we're talking with Jim Desmond. Jim is the San Diego County Board of Supervisors for the 5th District. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rick. Happy to be here. So, you know, it, it's... Um, it's hard not to get political in this political world that we live in, but I, I really want to take the opportunity today for people to get to know you a little bit and, and talk about San Marcos a little bit. I mean, you've got such a great history here in San Marcos, and there's so many things happening here uh, in addition to North County. But wanted to kick it off just a little bit because I always say that everybody gets caught in their own bubble. And I think I don't think everybody fully understands what the responsibility is from the from the county board of supervisors. So um, so just, just kind of capsulize just the, what uh, what is your responsibility? Well, uh, there's five county supervisors throughout San Diego County, and I represent uh, the majority of uh, North County. Um the, the districts have been redraw, redrawn. I think they'll be voting on them tomorrow, but it's essentially Oceanside, um, uh, Vista, San Marcos, uh, new community of uh, Escondido, which wasn't in my district before, uh, but Valley Center all the way out to Borrego. And basically we, we represent the county, uh, the county interests um, primarily you know, the unincorporated areas, which are the communities of Fallbrook, Valley Center, uh, Borrego, Ranchita, you know, that in, in North County that I represent, and also the cities of Julian and Alpine, you know, that's all the county's, you know, land use jurisdiction. So, like, for housing projects and things like that, we are the representatives uh, for those people. Also, for roads and infrastructure, uh, those communities don't have their own mayor or city council or police or fire. So the county is the one who provides those services to the people in the unincorporated areas. But much larger, the county, you know, also, as most people have learned, uh, you know, the county health department is the one that's uh, been dealing with uh, COVID and, and uh, coming out with some controversial uh, uh, masks and mandates uh, throughout the um, uh, last year and a half. But so we're the county health department. And that's uh, Health and Human Services, which is about two-thirds of a $7 billion a year budget now that we uh, actually have. county also manages the courthouses, the jails, uh, the sheriff's department, the probation department, the uh, foster youth, uh, youth uh, services, senior services, child protective services, the CalFresh services, uh, many of the libraries, including the library in San Marcos, is a county library. So we've got a huge library system, the Register of Voters, the Grand Jury. Uh, so, you know, many different things that, that go on in the county that aren't done by the local jurisdictions or the local cities. You know, even the animal control services, agriculture. I mean, it's huge, uh, the amount of um, uh, that, the work that gets done by the county. There's 18,000 employees at the county. There's over 52 departments. And so we touch you know, people in, in many, many, many different ways. And, uh, and a lot of it goes unnoticed. And, uh, but, uh, you know, lately with COVID, uh, the county's come kind of to the forefront. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot more people are coming to realize, you know, what the heck the county supervisor is and what they do. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. Cause I, I think it has been in the forefront with COVID and, and I think some people think that's like the only thing that, that you're dealing with, but, uh, even during COVID, all these other things don't go away, whether it be mental health issues or all these other responsibilities. And, uh, I think it's interesting too, that it's, 
sometimes people may forget how large this county is and going all the way to Borrego Springs. So it's important that um, everybody has that representation, be able to have the services that they need. So, so thanks for, thanks for that. Yeah. Wanted to talk to you a little bit about maybe like your professional path. I, I think sometimes people see uh, uh, individuals in the political arena and and maybe forget that they've had a professional life as well. And 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 you you've certainly had a, a great career. Talk a little bit about your professional path. Well, I guess <laughs> there's many forks in that path, but um, <laughs> the um, you know. Navy, the Navy brought me to San Diego County and I stayed here, met my wife, raised our family and children. Uh, so, uh, and I got a degree in electrical engineering from, uh, San Diego state. Uh, I was also taking flying lessons on my own while I was in the Navy and, and, um, became uh, eventually an airline pilot for Delta airlines for a little over 33 years. I just retired last, uh, September in uh, June, I'm sorry, September of 2020. And, um, but, you know, kind of my political path basically just started from volunteering. I, I, you know, my kids were in school. I volunteered to be on there, uh, the, the parent-teacher organization, and then uh, my kids were in scouts, and so I volunteered for that. And then I actually started a business, a, tech, a, bit, a writing business in the 1990s uh, that I had in San Marcos that I got involved in the Chamber of Commerce and then on the city's uh, Economic Development Commission ran for city council, ran for mayor, and then, uh, you know, and also then for county supervisor. And, and a lot of this kind of, for me, is, is I love learning how things work uh, and then trying to make them better. So, uh, you know, with, in the city, it's, and I tell kind of my path is a path of a volunteer. Uh, what I've learned is the more you volunteer, the more responsibility people will give you. And so I volunteered for all of these positions and, and um, yeah, I, um, you know, don't regret any of it, but uh, it, it kind of helped me grow and grow and define myself even, you know, where I stand on a lot of different things. And then I have to make public um, votes uh, that, you know, that show the, shows those commitments. So uh, that's kind of, you know, I guess I would say I volunteered my way into uh, where I am today with, uh, with politics. And, um, uh, and, and it is what I don't consider myself a professional politician. Um, I'm just kind of a person. I'm trying to do common sense and and uh, uh, take a practical approach, as I did as an airline captain, and you know, having to make I'd, I had hundreds of thousands of lives in my hands in, in my uh, my aviation career, and uh, you know, public safety is always number one, even in the public sec- sector as it was in the aviation sector. So there's a lot of correlations that uh, kind of got got me here. But you know, I, I tell people if you want to get involved, start volunteering. Well, and I think you're, you're able to learn so many different things because there's so many different facets, so many different organizations, and um, it just becomes holistic as far as being able to see what people are doing and what those needs are. So appreciate all the volunteer work that you did. Did you Were you on the board of directors for the chamber at one time? I think I was. It was only, I think I had about a year or so on the, on the board of directors. Um, uh, at that point in time. Yeah. I had a, my business there in San Marcos. I had it for about eight years and I'm sure, I'm sure I would, I volunteered, I probably volunteered for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, all right. So I've got a question for you as a, as a pilot for, for a number of years. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV the other day and, and I see Michael Strahan, Strahan in this, uh, rocket to go up into space. And there's all these, uh, you know, private, uh, launches into in the space now what are, what are your thoughts about how um this is 
transgressing as far as uh, space travel. You know, I I like it. I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that, uh, um, you know, the opportunities are there. You know, I don't know how Michael Strahan got there, but <laughs> uh, it's, uh, no, but you know, it, unfortunately right now, you know, I kind of wish NASA was still in place. And just personally, I, you know, that was a big boon. We learned a lot. We had a lot of engineers working on, on uh, you know, those types of uh, programs that, you know, a lot of more technology came out of. Uh, and so, you know, right now we got billionaires buying their way into space, but if that's what it takes and Elon Musk with his, you know, rocket that returns itself back to a, a plat- landing platform, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. And I think that kind of technology, we need to keep pushing the envelope. And, and um, I'm, not, I'm not really, I don't really care who's doing it, it's, but uh, uh, I think it's a worthy cause. And, and like I said, the, we, the more we learn about ourselves and learn about technology, the better applications we can you know, have to hopefully make uh, people's lives better with, with what we learn uh, in space travel and any other technological field. Yeah, it is just, uh, there's a lot of smart people out there. It's just fascinating how they're able to do that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about San Marcos. Uh, you spent, uh, I believe it was 12 years as, as the mayor of San Marcos. And so you've seen, uh, um, you've seen how it's grown, uh, how San Marcos has evolved uh, as a city. Um, talk a little bit about what your thoughts are about how, um, how San Marcos has grown during your time before being the mayor and, and being a uh, business owner to your time as mayor and, and time now representing San Marcos from the uh, Board of Supervisors? Well, I, I still enjoy San Marcos and always have a sweet spot in, you know, for me uh, being serving there for many uh, years. Um, you know, one of the things that I tried to identify um, when I became on the city council and mayor was we're an education hub. You know, when we when I got on, we were fighting over Walmart and cement plants and things like that, and we didn't have any real conversation or connection uh, at City Hall with Cal State San Marcos or Palomar College, and then University of Saint Augustine had just recently moved into town. So, I really tried to put the focus on we're the education hub of North County, and I, I think it's, that has been beneficial. And you know, it, by by you know, kind of taking that position. And then, you know, we, we really put the welcome mat out for, you know, young educated families. We were providing housing in San Marcos that, uh, you know, if you couldn't afford Carlsbad or you couldn't afford San Diego, that we were, you know, not so much that we were a bedroom community, but, but we kind of grew into uh, a community that's got good jobs, good high paying jobs with um, uh, not only education libraries, but also business startups and things like that and with the Chamber of Commerce and the growth all around the university. I know where the chamber of commerce is, is located. You're part of that growth around the university. And I, I'm, you know, I'm hoping in, that a lot, you know, comes out of that. I am, you know, being an uh, engineer, I was happy to see Cal State San Marcos opening up with an engineering program because that's being, that's a, in a big demand, uh, particularly here in North County uh, with a lot of businesses about high tech and biotech in North County. So, uh, you know, I, I really, you know, I, like I said, I still have a soft spot for, spot for San Marcos. I'm glad to see some of these projects that, you know, I think I approved many, many years ago where I was part of where, you know, the bridge there at Bent Avenue that's finally going in, the, the bridge at Via Veracruz and the widening of Discovery Street. Um, I see all those things kind of happening right now. It's, it, you know, things the government move very slowly and, and some of the things I, you know, approved maybe up to over even a decade now, seeing those come to fruition, even though I'm not the mayor anymore, is, you know, it's still kind of heartwarming and, and, uh, 
So I think San Marcos has got a lot of potential. Uh, we're, you know, I think being the education hub has a lot of opportunities and uh, was going to continue to grow, I think, in a positive way. Yeah, no, that does have to be does have to be gratifying for you because of the work that you put in and on some of these projects and and especially the creek project. I mean, it's um, uh, the landscape. You're just not even going to be able to recognize it in probably as little as a few years just with with the creek project and what's going on with uh, the development of North City. And, of course, the um, the new hospital, new Kaiser Hospital that's going up. I I never seen a building go up so fast. I mean, it's uh, it's really changing. It's changing the landscape. And of course, the university, like you said, I think that's the thing. You're right. That's what sets San Marcos apart from our neighbors is is the education and, and being the education hub and 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 seeing that, you know, like you had mentioned, the engineering program and all the new um, resources that the university and, and, of course, Palomar College provide. I can't, I can't even imagine what San Marcos would be without that university. Well, and you know, and San Marcos still has been able to kind of keep its charm, as, as, as you know, with the trails, the parks. You know, we had more. You know, they called it San Marcos for a while because we had so many parks, and and and, uh, and and keeping up with that. I know that they're they're still working on making sure they have the parks and infrastructure, and the school district is phenomenal. Not just the uh, you know higher education, but the school district has really got a good reputation as well. So um, I think it's got a lot of things for it. And uh, families, you know, once they land there in San Marcos, uh, I think they made the best, a very good decision, and and I'm glad to see it's continuing that way. So do have to talk a little bit about COVID and, and, you know, it seems like every time we feel like we're getting out of this pandemic, uh, we're, I think, I, I think we're slowly crawling out of it, but um, you know, then we feel like we take a couple steps back and what's it going to take for us to, uh, or, or do you think, are we ever going to, that sense of being normal again, is that, is that going to happen or how, what, what's going to have to happen to get that there? Well, um, in light of yesterday's announcement, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, I, I've always been an advocate uh, throughout this whole thing of trying to protect businesses, allow businesses to be open safely. Um, you know, I, I got the vaccine myself, and, and uh, but I'll protect other people's rights if they don't want to get it. Um, so the you know, it seems, you know, we're now we're back to this mask thing that's going to start, I guess, tomorrow for a month. Uh, you know, what I don't want to see is any more shutdowns. I don't want to see businesses hurt, you know, and I think this mask mandate is potentially going to hurt restaurants and businesses uh, during the holiday season, which is one of their high seasons. So, um, you know, I was not happy to see that. And, and our numbers in San Diego County don't warrant it, in, in my opinion. You know, we still haven't even reached half of what the number of cases that we had during the Delta variant in uh, late summer. So, Unfortunately, I think you know, kind of a broad brush stroke has, has uh, taken place here recently with uh, the state putting out the uh, mask mandate. But you know, I've always tried to look at this through a practical common sense. You know, we got to protect the most vulnerable. We still got to do that, but we got to learn to live with this uh, uh, virus. It's not going away. I mean, variants are going to keep coming, and luckily, so far, the variants seem to be um, uh, less uh, have less severe symptoms. Uh, than the previous one, and uh, if we continue down that path, hopefully we'll get back to some sort of normalcy. But um, uh, we got to learn to live with this thing and and uh, protect the most vulnerable. It, it hasn't changed who's the most vulnerable. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to keep that common sense approach of you know safety and and getting our lives back. You know, I think sometimes people forget when this all started. It was just trying to 
to limit the number of deaths and just like you said to, to make sure to take care of the most vulnerable and you know then there was the, the issues about making sure the hospitals could be able to to handle the the number of people that came in and now it almost feels like we're we're doing things just to make sure people don't get sick and and people are always going to get sick you just don't want to you just don't you don't want to have it at that high level I well, do. and it's, you know, we've been told, unfortunately, um, you know, we're saying, well, if you do this, then this will happen. If you keep the social distancing and wear the mask, it started there. And then if you get the vaccine, then you don't have to wear the mask. If you get, you know, but now there's the vaccine the double, the, and the booster is, is, is here. So unfortunately, I think it, this is kind of going to, uh, I think, lead people to the mis- feel like they're being misled by the government. And it's like, you know, we're, we're kind of running around chasing our tails. So I think, um, unfortunately, I think people are getting kind of fed up with it and, and we need to get on with lives, our lives and, and, um, and be safe at the same time. But we know who we need to be, needs to be protected. We know who should be wearing masks. We know that, you know, people with underlying conditions that really have to be careful. And, and uh, you know, we, we got to live our lives that way. And, and I think that's the best way forward. Well, and, and I want to commend you for all the work you've done. Um, I hear it from business owners all the time uh, how you have, uh, since the beginning, have really pushed hard to help the businesses, especially the local businesses, to be able to to stay open and be able to, and you've always said this, and, and be able to stay open in a safe manner. So if some of the larger stores are able to be open in a safe manner, then so should the so should the smaller stores. And, you know, I feel like we're very fortunate in San Marcos. The city did a great job of stepping up with um, with the loan program that they started. And then that program uh, turned into all grants. There's a $3 million program uh, that they were able to turn into grants through CARES Act. And also the support of the county that's been able to help with uh, business stimulus grants for um, organizations that have really needed their help. So um, thanks to you and, and the and the or to supervisors to be able to do everything you can to, to help these businesses. Well, thanks Rick. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, I'm going to keep that common sense approach. And, and uh, you know, that when, when there were the shutdowns, I thought it was crazy. You know, you could, you could buy a bicycle at Walmart, but you couldn't buy a bicycle from a bike shop. And, and uh, we never gave some of those businesses the opportunity to be open and be safe. Uh, you know, I would rather work with the ones that couldn't be safe as opposed to, you know, and, and try to get them and, you know, to, to that point, as opposed to just shutting them down carte blanche and, uh, without any, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times there was just no end of it, no light at the end of the tunnel either. It's just, well, we're in the red zone, purple zone, whatever the zones were, uh, that, uh, uh, just didn't offer people a lot of hope. And I, I was trying to, you know, give people hope. The fact that, you know, you should be able to open if, if you're willing to be safe. Uh, that was kind of a push I, that I had, and, and uh, I still believe it. Well, and the business community certainly certainly appreciates that. Um, and, and thanks for everything that you're doing. You know, it's it, it's uh, in the world we live in now. It seems like the, the easy way is to be on the sidelines and and just complain about how things are happening. But uh, kudos to you for uh, doing what you're doing and, and stepping into that arena and and you know really doing everything you can to help the small businesses. It's it's greatly appreciated. Well, you're welcome, Rick. I, I appreciate it, and I'll continue to do it uh as long as the people have me <laughs> well thanks uh thanks so much for spending some time and 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 being on the show today jim it's uh, uh i know san marcos is always going to hold a special place in your heart so appreciate everything that you've done in this city um our city's in a really good place and uh for the leadership that we have now and and under your leadership um uh 
back in the back in the back in the day. So thanks for thanks for everything that you've done. Well, and, and the same thanks goes to you and your wife. I know you've uh, done a lot for San Marcos, but leading the leadership you've provided at the Chamber of Commerce, and also uh, your your wife. Uh, she's uh, the Palomar Foundation. So you guys, uh, you've been givers uh, to the and volunteers. Uh, so uh, in the community and and. Uh, you know, that you know, speaks highly of yourself and, and uh, what you've been able to accomplish as well. So thank you very much. Well, thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. We love being up here in North County in San Marcos and uh, so glad we can call it our home. So we've been talking with Jim Desmond, San Diego County Board of Supervisors for the 5th District. Jim, thanks so much for, for joining us today. And uh, to you and your wife, Carrie, and your family, uh, Merry Christmas and, and happy holidays. Yep, same to you. Thanks a lot, Rick. All right. Thanks, Jim. And thanks for everybody for listening today. You've been listening to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast brought to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. Have a great day. And remember, every Tuesday, the San Marcos Farmers Market from three to six right here in North City, right in front of the Chamber office. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.